This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison. This week we're celebrating an undefeated week for the squash teams. Plus the track and field program introduced a new award named in honor of longtime official Peter Duran. And the skiing teams continued their strong start to the season. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. Bates men's basketball first year, Stefan Baxter is the main rookie of the week for the second time this season after he poured in 16 points on 6 of 10 shooting at UMaine Farmington and a season-high 28 points at number 23 nationally ranked Tufts. Bates dropped both games by a combined 6 points, moving to 9-7 overall and 2-2 and in NASCAC play. The Bobcats get a chance to bounce back Tuesday when they host Maine Maritime at 7-30 and this weekend when Colby and Bowden come to town. In women's basketball, the Bobcats are 9-8 overall and 1-3 in NESCAC action after a 65-49 loss to number one nationally ranked Tufts on Saturday. Sophomore Mia Roy poured in a game-high 22 points in the contest. Bates visits Colby this Friday at 7 p.m. and Bowden Saturday at 3 p.m. The squash teams were a combined 4-0 last week, with the women and men defeating Colby and Middlebury. The Bates women's squash team is ranked 17th in the country and sports a 9-3 record on the season. Two Bobcats in particular continue to rise up the ranks. Junior Katie Monternock has won six in a row at the number four position and is our female Bobcat of the Week. And first year Erica Parker won back-to-back matches at the number two position against the Mules and Panthers, earning NESCAC Women's Squash Player of the Week honors. And this week, Monternock and Parker joined the Bobcast. We got our female Bobcat of the Week, Katie Monternock, and the NESCAC Women's Squash Player of the Week, Erica Parker, with us here on the Bobcast. Talking some women's squash and... Great week for the Bobcats. I mean, Katie, let's start with you. Obviously, you're on a bit of a winning streak right now. Colby and Middlebury came in, and the women's team won fairly easily both matches. What are your thoughts on how the team performed this past week? I'm extremely happy with how we performed as a group. Um, Almost the entire women's team won, and we won against Middlebury, and the men's team won against Middlebury which is, I don't think has ever happened at Bates before, so we were thrilled. Everyone was jumping up and down, and it was it was a great outcome, so I'm very pleased. Yeah, Erica, because obviously both the women's and the men's matches going on at the same time, but I think at the very end against Middlebury, it was just, what, Graham on the men's team left there on the, on the showcase court? What was that like to watch him win that one? Yeah, it was just Graham, like, playing the, the final game, and when he won, we were just, like, super excited to see him. And he was also, like, super happy. And all the team, we were, like, just, we were just together jumping and <laughs> being super happy about what we all accomplished. And we also were, like, very excited we, because we have been working really hard for it. So we thought that, yeah, we deserved this. I want to know about what your thoughts are on moving up slowly throughout the year in the lineup now at number two position. What's that been like? Yeah, I'm I'm really happy with it because I feel that I've been improving my squash level here. Also, I'm really happy with my coach as well. So he has been helping me to improve. And I'm feeling comfortable with my team, so I feel that, that that's helping me to improve my squash level as well. And Katie, it seems like up and down the lineup, there's there's a lot of depth on this team. I mean, people at the bottom are winning, people in the middle, and the top as well with with Lutza. Um, you're you've kind of been in the middle your whole career, about number four, right? What's the, I what's have. what's that, that kind of like? You know, you know, being in that kind of spot in the lineup, if you will. 
I think it's a very important spot. Mm. Um, I recently we just played challenge matches and I played Mavo O'Brien, so I will probably be moving up to the number three spot. But um, I think it's definitely important. I think all spots are important. Sure, yeah, it's all so. equally important, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and th- and those challenge matches, you touched on that. I mean that that helps you set where you are in the lineup, right? I mean, and you it seems like it sounds like you and Mave are fairly evenly matched. Kind yeah, of there in the we middle. have been throughout. How does that help you improve as a squash player to have someone like that to compete against? I think it definitely pushes me. It pushes my game, and it forces me to really train as hard as I can um, with her and with everyone else on the team. Being from Brooklyn, growing up, how did you start to get into the sport? Um, I actually started playing when I was eight years old. Um, my mom sort of put me into every activity known to man, and <laughs> Um, I really just fell in love with it, and my school and my community was really big into squash, so um, it really formed a sense of community, and I formed friendships through playing squash at tournaments and such, so... We'll get back to you in a moment, but Erica, I'm curious. We've touched on the fact that obviously there's the coaching transition this year. I think the last time we spoke, it just kind of happened. Rye had finally gone on campus, but how has Rye helped you with your game as a first year? Yes, well, first he like he really likes to work individual with with each player so that he gets to know each of us, and I think that that's really important. So we like started working hard. He's always motivating us to work hard. He also like offers us individual sessions like whenever we have time. He's like he always wants to help us, so I feel really comfortable with it. And between games during the matches, right? Yeah, he. it's like hard for him to be always sure. there because guys and girls are playing at the same time. But like He's always doing his best to be there, and when he is watching, he he always like gives me some advices. And, and when he's not, my teammates are there as well to help me. Katie, um, we touched on growing up, you know, getting into those activities, uh, finding squash. When did you decide you kind of you wanted to play this in college, and when did you decide that Bates was the place for you to, to go to school? I think I started looking at mainly all of the NESCAC schools, and my mom took me up um, to Bates to, uh, to Maine to look at Bates and Colby and Bowdoin, right? Um, and I actually f- formed a connection with Patrick Koskar, who is the original um, squash coach at Bates. Um, and I did an overnight with Molly Brooks and Katie Bull, who have recently graduated. Um, and I absolutely love the team. I love the community. Um, I love the coach and our new coach is great as well. So I'm extremely happy with Rye as well. Um, but I really just felt like I was at home here. And so I think at the beginning or the end of my junior year of high school and the beginning of my senior year, I knew that Bates was the place for me. Yeah, you touched on the overnight, and, and Molly and Katie, obviously, four years with the program. Katie, her f- family has deep connections to Bates. So what did you kind of learn from them that helped you sort of sell the program as well, I guess? Well, I learned that they were extremely happy at Bates, and they loved what they were doing. They loved the academics. They loved the squash. Um, they loved our coach, and so... I really sort of um, got that enthusiasm off of them, and they, it was, they were, like, feeding me enthusiasm, and so, sort of I met other people through the pro- program, and 
I formed new relationships and I just knew that this was the place for me. So. And and Erica, you know, um, this is obviously the last home match of the year coming up this Saturday against against Franklin and Marshall. What what are your thoughts on on that? And then what have you been told maybe about the NESCAC championships coming up? Yeah, well, we're really excited for this last game on Saturday. We are expecting to do well, also to work really well as a team and to give our hundred percent effort there. And well, we are. I'm really curious about next game mm-hmm. because it's gonna be my first time right. of course playing them so i'm really curious about how's everything going to be but um i'm ready to give my 100 percent effort and to keep working hard for it and katie you've played next before so maybe you can fill us in on what is it like what can eric expect to see it's extremely exciting um it's very challenging um the matches will be the hardest of our season probably um, besides nationals, and um, I think we're ready, though. I think we've been training really hard. I think we've been putting in 100% effort, and I'm really excited. I think you're going to do great, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, she, I mean, what's it like seeing a first year rise up the ranks so quickly? It's amazing. I mean, just watching her work so hard and m- moving up three spots is incredible. Um, I'm really proud of her, and I'm, I love all the freshmen this year we have five of them, so that really helped our team out, and I think they bring a really good um, vibe to our team. So I'm happy about that. And then Saturday Senior Day, obviously, you know, Lutza Polgar being senior captain. Do the juniors have anything planned for her or anything? Yes, we do. <laughs> um, we have a couple gifts um, in line. I don't want to give anything away, okay. but yep. <laughs> I'm excited to present those to her. Great. Well, Erica, any other thoughts on the season so far and how it's gone for you? Well. It has been tired, I'll, I'll admit it, but it's fun. Like, it's fun to also have your academic part, but also have your your squash team that's like a family for you and also just going to a squash courts every day. It's like a part of my life that I like. Great. Erica Parker, um, NESCAC Women's Squash Player of the Week, and Katie Montanac, our Female Bobcat of the Week. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. On the men's side, senior Benny Magnuson McComish was the only Bobcat to go 2-0 last week, as Bates won both matches by a score of 5-4, with Magnuson McComish winning both his matches at the number 7 position. The Bates men's squash team is 9-4 on the season, and Benny Magnuson McComish has a personal record of 9-4 as well. And he is our male Bobcat of the week. It's really great because uh, we always talk about just getting to those five that day, so against Middlebury... It was not completely different who won those five matches, but it, it really showed that how, how deep we are and that other people step up and like have, have each other's back. And uh, when one player may not get the win, someone else will step up and sort of uh, uplift them and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it was great, great wins overall. And the Middlebury one was particularly, I think, exciting, right? Because it came down to Graham there at the end, right? Yeah, that's the stuff of dreams. I mean, it's so nice seeing... Graham, uh, after doing all this work for the past few years, uh, just really being able to sort of, on one hand, put it on display, but then also win for the team. And, like, he's the senior captain. Uh, He's led really well the whole year. Um, And I honestly accredit a lot of the success that we've been having so far to his leadership because um, the attitude of the team and uh, sort of how everyone, like, approaches practice and then the matches... It sort of stems from, one, his example and how he, like, leads us in the team huddle and things like that. 
So it was it was almost poetic sort of seeing him in the four all, everyone's there watching, and then he wins it. And you can see from his celebration, like first he put his hands up and then he like he sort of yeah, he, he sort of went in on himself and sort of I, I hope he reflected on all the work that he's done mm. to sort of get him and us to that moment. Yeah, how about this team? I mean, after a two and four start, now I think a seven match winning streak. Mm-hmm. Did anything significantly change, or just everyone got more comfortable? I guess perhaps. Yeah, I think I think on one hand everyone got more comfortable, and we've really relied on our training. But we also got back uh, Omar Atea sure. Jr. and Mood in the second semester. Right. Um. So there's those are two big uh, people in the top of the ladder, and uh, they're just both so experienced. And and again, in practice, they I mean, you see them, they're working really hard. And then in the matches and the pre in the pregame and during and when they're actually co- we coach each other, yeah. those two are so knowledgeable about the game and uh, they really help us and whoever they're coaching um, sort of get in the right, right mindset and sort of get the competitive edge. Well, for you personally, uh, growing up in Williamstown, Massachusetts, both your parents work at Williams College. Mm-hmm. What made Bates the place for you to come to school and, and to play squash? Yeah, um, so I re- it really started with uh, I visited. Uh, I really liked the tour. Everyone was really nice. Um, and then something that uh, I noticed maybe when I came back is that, like, everyone sort of, like, holds the door for one another. Mm. And so it was, like, the little things like that, and, like, everyone just seemed so nice. Um, and then the squash team was amazing. Um, I actually had a friend uh, from home on the team, and he loved it. I uh, spoke really highly of the program and of Pat, who who left this year. Um, and so we had a good connection. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that on one hand the squash was really good, but then also the academics, of course, was really important. So it was sort of the two of those came together in like a – in, a, in a, the perfect way. So, And you had to work your way into the lineup, right? As a first mm-hmm. year, you didn't really play in the starting nine much, and but the sophomore year, things seemed to click, right? Yeah, so freshman year I was playing like 11 maybe, mm-hmm. 11 or 12. Um, and and that was kind of, I mean, it was, it was good because on one hand uh, we had like a really senior-heavy team, and so I could sort of like, I mean, obviously I wanted to play, but it was good. It was like a learning curve because I'd never been on a squash team before. Um, so junior squash is interesting because mm-hmm. uh, if you don't go to if you're not part of a like an after school program that has squash or if you don't go to a school that has squash, uh, it's sort of on, you're sort of on your own and sort of go to junior tournaments uh, either with your family or something like that. Right. And so when I came here, it was my first experience of like really intensely playing squash, and uh, it was like a good learning curve. And I really think I improved over that freshman year, even though. I wasn't playing in the top nine. And you told me off the air that you actually learned squash from the head coach at Williams. So what's it like when you guys play Williams? Yeah, it's always <laughs> it's always really funny. Um, I mean, I, I love it. I think he loves it as well because, um, I mean, now when I grew up, I like going to the Williams matches was always great. Like that was the best squash I'd watch. But now um, seeing the guys and playing against him, uh, it's sort of like – uh, boosts like it sort of makes me want to win even more and it sort of helps me uh just sort of realize like where we started in like these group lessons and now we're competing against one another um so and i think it actually has brought us closer mm. uh which is really interesting um 
and and something that I, I really appreciate now. Maybe not in the beginning, <laughs> but definitely, uh, yeah, definitely now. You talked earlier about how you know how much Graham has had to lead this year um, with the with the coaching transition and whatnot, and and Raya's come in. All I've heard is rave reviews about what Raya's done in his first year as a head coach. What are you as a senior? What have you seen from him? Yeah, he's he's amazing. He's uh, he gets on court with us, which is really important, um, and he's sort of. I, I really appreciate how he's able to uh, like call upon his knowledge from when he played in college squash. I mean, he played for at Trinity, which is their perennial national champions, um, and and he also has coached for a while. Um, and so he, on one hand, can step on court with us and help us with technique, which is really important in squash, but then it can also call back on his days as a squash player when he was an active player, I mean, now he still plays, but, yeah. um, and sort of talk about mindset and like going into a match and, and, and like attitude and things like that. So, I mean, I think, I think he's amazing for the program and I, I really uh, look forward to seeing what happens in the future. Senior day this Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Noon against Franklin and Marshall, a big match. Franklin yeah. and Marshall comes in pretty highly ranked. Um, what are your thoughts on your last home match coming up here at the Bates uh, Squash Center? Yeah, it's definitely very <laughs> weird, um, but I'm looking forward to it. I think we've been working really hard uh, this week and the past few weeks. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it. But I'm not looking forward to our last home match. It's, I mean, it's very weird. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to it ending, but... I like where we are, and I think that uh, if all everything falls in the right places, we have a good chance. Um, but we just need to go out there and execute. We need to perform. So Sounds good. Yeah. Benny Magnuson McComish, our male Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. The skiing teams combined to place 8th out of 15 schools at the UVM Carnival over the weekend. In Nordic skiing, senior captain Kaylin Woods paced the women both days with a 27th place finish in the Classical Technique Sprint and a 16th place finish in the 5K Freestyle. Meanwhile, first year Cal Shrupp led the men in the Classical Race and sophomore Henry Raff led the way in the 10K Freestyle. And in Alpine skiing, a number of Bobcats turned in impressive performances, including sophomores Ari Van Vuren, and Daphne James, both turning in a pair of top 30 finishes. James joins the Bobcast to recap the second carnival of the season. First of all, tell me about growing up in California. When did you first start getting into alpine skiing? How did that develop for you? Yeah, so I grew up in San Francisco, California, and then I grew up going to the mountains in Tahoe, which is about a three-hour drive. And I would just go up for the weekends and ski, and then I got really into ski racing. So after middle school, I decided to go up to Sugar Bowl Academy, and I lived up there all four years so I could ski all the time. So Sugar Bowl Academy, that's basically, it's a boarding school, essentially? You're living there? Exactly. It's a boarding school right at the base of a ski resort called Sugar Bowl. So I was living there, and then all winter we would just ski out of Sugar Bowl and race all over the West Coast. What's that experience like? I mean, it sounds, like, it sounds fascinating, really. <laughs> it was awesome. It was super cool, and I loved it. I got to ski all the time. Um, all the academics are shifted in favor of you skiing and traveling. And it was a really small school, so it was a really, really great group of people who were also doing similar things, skiing and traveling, and yeah, I loved it. And you weren't that far from where you grew up either, so that helps. Yeah, so I would go home on the weekends and stuff, and I was a nice balance between being away but not being too far from home. Excellent. So we seem to get a lot of um, skiers from Sugar Bowl Academy, so tell us about how you first learned about Bates and why you wanted to come here for college. I initially learned about Bates because we had kind of a steady group of students from Sugar Bowl who had gone there. I also had two coaches who went and skied for Bates who had always told me about their experiences here. So when I began the college process, I was really excited to look at Bates and then talk to the coach and everything kind of worked out that I could be here now. 
great. So you took a gap year before you came to Bates. What was that experience like going to Vermont? Yeah, so I um, got injured my senior year, so I wanted to take a year off before coming and skiing at Bates, and it's really common for skiers in general. So to kind of get out of California, and I never really skied on the East Coast, so I took the opportunity to go and ski for Green Mountain Valley School in Vermont and live there. It was a great year. I had a lot of fun. And you were back in Vermont this past weekend there, um, uh, UVM Carnival, a couple of top 30 finishes for you, right? So what's been, I mean, Giant Solemn and Solemn both seem to be working pretty well for you. What what are you see- seeing in terms of your improvement so far this season as a skier? Um, I've been really happy with it. I've also been coming back from an injury, so it's just been taking it slow and then jumping back into Carnival season, which has been really fun. And it's been my second year on the circuit, so I'm starting to figure it out a little bit more, which I think is showing in my more consistent finishes and Psalm and GS are kind of both up there for me, so I'm really happy. You've touched on injuries. Unfortunately, that seems to be a common theme for alpine skiing in particular. I mean, we all know why. I mean, you're going downhill at very fast speeds. How has the team adjusted to, you know, you know, having, you know, Griffin get hurt? And unfortunately, Hannah recently got injured. How how's the team kind of, uh, you know, picked up and, and kind of adjusted to, you know, those losses kind of? It's tough. I think it really shows we're really a close-knit team, and it really is hard when we lose just someone who not even just on the hill but just traveling with us and being with us all the time. Um, but we're still in touch with those girls, and luckily Hannah, I think, is going to be coming back soon, good, good, which good. is really exciting yeah. for us. And just um, We're really close, so we love the support, but we know everyone gets injured and everyone always comes back, so we can support each other on in the hill and off the hill coming back from injury. Well, and this year it's nice because you do have some sophomores. You were able to ski last year, but there were some who weren't, but they're able to ski this year. That's nice to see, right? It's really awesome. It's really yeah. exciting to have a full team back and just have everyone skiing the carnivals. It's really fun. What have you learned from Michaela Holland? You know, her, her, she has experience skiing right here at Bates, graduated 2011, and she's in her fourth year now as the head coach. I've learned a ton from Michaela. She's been through everything that we're all going through every day at Bates, which is really nice just to have someone who understands juggling everything. She's also been injured a fair amount of times, so she also has great advice on those end of things, and she's been awesome. What's the training process like for you? Because I've talked about you know about this with skiers before. Because you know Sunday River is it's close, but it's not next door. I, say, I suppose, right? Right. It's not. It's not as close as we would maybe would like it to be. <laughs> um, but the training up there is super awesome, and we get a lot of really good days in. And even though it's about an hour drive, we still it's always worth it to go up there. And even if you can only go up there for an hour and a half, it always is worth it. And you come back from camp back to campus feeling really accomplished and good about it. Well, and you basically share a van ride up, right? That must be nice from like a team bonding experience because a lot of times, you know, in the car, I suppose, right? It is fun. It's fun. I think that adds to how close the Alpine team is. And we're a co-ed team, so we yeah. all get to spend a lot of time together. And the van rides are always nice. Sometimes you're napping, <laughs> sometimes you're doing homework, and sometimes we're all just hanging out listening to music, which is awesome. Yeah, you've probably learned how to do homework while in a moving vehicle pretty well, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone here can... Definitely managed to do at least one homework assignment in the van ride. Well, speaking of academics, what are you studying here at Bates? I'm an environmental studies major. And what was that what you wanted to do coming in that kind of had an idea or? It wasn't. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I was kind of excited because at Bates it offers so many opportunities to just take a de- test a, def- a bunch of different fields. And I declared this fall, and I'm really happy with the S. Great. What's it like going up against, you know, I mean, in skiing, you're going up against the, the, the best of the best. You know, it's not. NCAA Division Three, it's it's NCAA, like it's Harvard, it's you know it's it's you know those schools that you know Dartmouth and so on and so forth. What's it like going up against those type the Ivies basically? 
it's cool. It's definitely challenging, and I think you definitely get to see some of the highest level skiers of the sport. Like this past weekend, we had girls who are just skiing World Cup races, and then they come back and ski with us. So it definitely is a cool experience. It's definitely really challenging, but it's cool because you can see how you can close the gap between you and some of the skiers who are racing against the best in the world. And it's not just like the best college skiers, you have other skiers just coming in just to get some runs in, I guess? Or? Right. I mean, sometimes they just come in. The college circuit is still really competitive, and it's a yeah. really fun circuit. So if people who aren't in college anymore can make it work, they'll come race and put us all and prepare everything in perspective for us, for sure. I believe the Colby Carnival is this weekend, right? So it you're, is. You're staying in Maine. Yes. Uh, and that's at Sugarloaf? It is. And what's Sugarloaf like maybe compared to Sunday River? Um, Sugarloaf is steep. It's steeper mm. than Sunday River. It's known for its really steep GS and cold. But I'm excited to go up there. We get to train up there this week, which is a big advantage. And, yeah, and then we're in Maine and the next weekend, and we have our home carnival right. at Sunday River, which we're all always really excited about. Yeah, it's got to be fun to host everyone coming in, right? It is. And it's just an advantage to have everyone come and race on the hill that you get to train on every day. So a little leg up for us. You touched on Sugarloaf being steep. For those who don't know, in terms of alpine skiing, how does that impact what you're thinking when you go out to get, prepare for those runs? So steep just makes it more challenging um, technically and tactically. We just have to kind of um, – we can't go as fast because we're trying to stay in the course and make those quick turns. The hill's usually steeper and really hard and icy, so it's just challenging as another factor on top of whatever the course set is. Great. Well, any other thoughts on the season so far and what maybe some goals you have in your mind going forward? Uh, the season so far has been great. It's always super fun to get out there, and we all have a lot of friends on different teams, so I love going and seeing everyone. And my goals is just to keep staying in that top 30 and keep getting those top 30 finishes. There you go. Daphne, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Appreciate it. Thank you. The track and field teams traveled to Boston University and the University of Southern Maine, and a number of individuals turned in impressive performances. On the women's side, senior Paige Rabb ran the 14th fastest time among 82 runners at BU in the 500-meter run, and was the fastest among Division Three athletes, with a lifetime best of 1 minute 16.90 seconds, improving upon her previous lifetime best of 1 minute 18.04 seconds, which already ranked second in program history. Paige, welcome back to the team. You were abroad all of last year, right, in Spain. What was that experience like? Yeah, it was a pretty good experience. I'm a Spanish minor, so there I got to practice my Spanish, and I lived with a host family, so I really had to be fluent, and I learned a lot about the culture, um, a little bit about the food. Um, yeah, it was just an amazing experience. Were you able to get much running in over there? So not too much, because you don't... In Spain, you don't typically see people like running outside in the city. So, it's hot, right? yeah, it gets yeah. super hot. Yeah. So, there's this one special place that I'd go to almost every week. Um, it was called the El Rio, but it was an empty river. So, there are gardens and just statues everywhere. So, I'd run up and down that for a while. You got some running in Yeah, there. a little okay. bit. <laughs> nice, nice. So, what's it like returning now to the team here for indoor season? Um, it's been great. It was a long break so from track, so I was very nervous coming back. Um, <laughs> I thought my first workout I'd be like dead after that, but I am um, coach Kurt and coach Jay made it easy to ease into it and get back into the team without too much of a problem. Um, but yeah, it's been really great being back. We've already said a couple PRs, I think already this year, right? Including last week. Is that yes, right? Yes. Um, in the 500, I just beat my, my other time that was on the record sheet. And I was very close to, I don't remember her last name, but Lizzie's, um, PR, and I hope that I can beat that next time I run at BU, if possible. Yeah, because that's the all-time record at Bates, right? Yes, How special it would it be to break that oh, this I'd season? be so excited to beat that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a senior now, right? I am. So, um, 
when you're thinking back to high school, when you're looking for colleges, what made Bates the place for you? So, <laughs> one of the first reasons was that my brother and sister uh, attended Bates College. Um, and then one of the first coaches that reached out to me was Coach Jay. And so after having a lot of conversations with her and then meeting with Coach Art, um, I decided that this was the place for me. And um, I did look at Bowdoin and Colby. <laughs> Didn't quite catch the vibe there. So um, I think Bates was really the place for me, and I'm just very happy to be here. When did you start running, you know, you know doing track? So <laughs> I didn't start running until my sophomore year of high school. Um, I refused to run track. My dad would try to make me sign up for um, summer camps in the <laughs> yeah summer camps to run track, and I just would refuse. And then finally, I quit lacrosse and then decided that I'd run track sophomore year. So what other sports besides lacrosse, maybe? Um, so I would play. I used to play soccer mm -hmm. um, and hockey. So. Your sister played soccer here. Yeah, my yeah. sister did play soccer yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of sports growing yes, up, always active. So was the transition to track natural for you? Um, I guess I like did a lot of running and soccer. So like yeah. coming to track wasn't that different because I would always be running up and down the field. But um, yeah, it was something different. My first, I remember my first practice. I was so nervous because they were trying to make me run the four hundred. I was like, how am I gonna run like that fast around the entire track? Um, but I know I stuck with it so great well any other goals I'm looking forward to this year I mean we talked about breaking the program record hopefully yeah. in the 600 but any other thoughts on the re remainder of the season here yeah um I just want to make some really good friends um I think just being engaged with the team is important to me um and also just yeah being here for my teammates and supporting them and hopefully no. making it to nationals maybe indoor or outdoor with the 4x4 we're looking good so hopefully that will happen hey, you've made it once before right there yes yeah. <laughs> freshman year <laughs> yeah nice. maybe you can book it this season Paige thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcast appreciate it thank you so much in men's track and field first year Peter Ackley ran the 400 meter dash in 50.68 seconds at BU and helped the Bobcats win their section of the 4x400 relay Ackley is a two sport athlete at Bates as he's set to play on the men's lacrosse team this spring and for Ackley it's been a while since he's been on a track. I ran in third and fourth grade, so it's it's been a little, little bit of time since then. So what prompted you to want to start running again here in college? Well, I always wanted to run in high school, but um, I play lacrosse, and so I couldn't do both during high school. And then I got here and realized that there was an opportunity to run indoor um, before the lacrosse season starts. Um, and so I was all about it what was the first meet like really cool <laughs> really fun a lot of stuff going on um so many people to watch honestly the best part is seeing everyone else on the team run because it's just it's an exciting environment um and it's cool to be a part of being part of the relay what is that experience like being part of a four by four it's the best part of the meet yeah it's so much more i mean i like the 400 but the open four is terrifying <laughs> um and so the four by four when you've got three friends running with you, it's it's like uh, it's almost like a team event. What's it like the the dynamic on this team? I mean, you're used to being on a lacrosse team, and now you're on a track and field team as well. So, what's this dynamic like as a team? Uh, really fun. Yeah. These guys, I mean, they all take it super serious. All great athletes, but they also have a lot of fun with it. Um, so the social aspect is definitely a big draw and a lot of fun. Um, and just it's cool to come to practice and have them be serious sometimes, but also like joking during kind of the dead time. 
Do you see track? I mean, how does this help you? Maybe does it help you prepare for lacrosse season in any way in terms of the running? Or I I definitely feel like I'm going to be in better shape than most of my teammates. <laughs> um, they're actually they're actually at conditioning right now. Okay. Um, and so I do. Uh, that is one of the pluses. I get to miss that. Well, yeah, because your your conditioning is in a competitive environment. That's true. Right? That's true. Yeah. Uh, it's not just you know running suicides in a gymnasium. <laughs> right, right. There was a little bit of concern of whether this would like take anything away from mm-hmm. lacrosse, and I I don't feel like it has in any way. If anything, just has gotten me more prepared. Yeah. The first two meets were right here in Merrill Gym. Mm-hmm. Now last week though, you went down to BU, and I was talking to Justin Levine. And he mentioned that that track is, like, legendary within the sport in terms of, like, world records are set there. What was that track like to run on? Super cool. Yeah. Uh, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. There was a, there was a runner there who's slated, I think, to win the Olympic trials. Um, and so just being, a, you know, going out and following up his race with running my own was uh, a really cool experience. Just watching him go just kind of in terms of, like, how fast he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just trying to see what he did. Imagine myself running that fast. What was your race like in terms of the competition? Were there some D1, D2 guys? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, there were, uh, I think, 28 heats in my event. Yeah. So I was kind of there in the, somewhere in the middle. Um, so watching the first heat come out, seeing them going, you know, 46, 47 seconds, uh, it was pretty cool to watch and also extremely intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> So as a first year, I mean, what made you decide Bates was the place you wanted to come to college? Um, I definitely was looking at schools kind of with lacrosse in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, uh, I kind of only, the reason I wanted to pursue sports is if it would help me to get into a school like Bates. Um, and just, I had an opportunity at a friend from home back in Columbus, Ohio, who attends here and plays lacrosse, he and his older brother. Um, Is that Otis? Yeah, Otis yeah, and yeah. Otis Klingbeil <laughs> yep. and then uh, his brother Malcolm. Well, are you part of the Bates MLAX weather crew yet then? Uh, they haven't not, given me a tryout. Yeah, okay. I, got, okay. I don't know right, what's wrong. Keep an eye on that. The, yeah, <laughs> my application is still pending. But uh, they kind of gave me the heads up on the school. I looked into it yeah. and everything just kind of checked all the boxes. Um, and on my visit, I made sure to ask if uh, there was an opportunity to run mm. any sort of track. And the assistant coaches were all for it. Nice. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about being here. Great. Peter, thank you so much. Appreciate yeah, it. thank you. On Monday, Bates track and field head coaches Al Farashidian and Jay Hartshorn announced the creation of the Peter and Lois Duran Award for track and field excellence. It will be presented annually to a male and female track and field athlete who displays dedication to the college, the program, and the coaches. Leadership on the team and on campus, achievement at the highest level of personal ability, and maintains a cumulative GPA of 3.30 or higher. Nominations for the award will come from the entire team, with the coaching staff making the final decision. Peter and Lois Duran are longtime supporters of track and field, with Peter having officiated every main state meet going back more than 50 years. Well, Peter, I mean, a pretty special day here, obviously. What prompted this idea for this award to be, you know, for you and Lois to, to basically sponsor this award each year going forward? Well, I think it's our uh, esteem for Bates College and the emphasis that they've placed on track and field. I, re- I really think we, we wanted to be able to recognize that and to 
find some way of providing incentive to student athletes as they're participating uh, here in Bates uh, to uh, encourage them to excellence, but not not just in track and field, mm -hmm. but in as many phases of their lives. There's such an opportunity here at Bates to take advantage of all of the activities that are possible. And obviously the academic uh, scholarship and the athletic uh, opportunities uh, are important. Uh, but in addition to those, uh, that's the nice thing about being a student these days in a liberal arts college like this that's part of the community. Uh, there's encouragement to be part of the community, to get out into the community, to uh, have relationships uh, with uh, members of the community and uh, to make a contribution there, not just on the campus. Certainly the campus is very important, but, yeah. but what is the campus? The campus in a town-gown relationship like this in Lewiston, um, that's a bigger, that's an extended campus. I think what's really cool about this award is you don't necessarily need to be like an All-American or set records to get this, right? Because as you said, anyone can run track and it's about achieving personal goals. Exactly. And earning All-American status is, is a very significant award in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, but you're absolutely right. We, uh, we wanted to try to conceive of uh, a recognition that would embody uh, well beyond one uh, peak, one pinnacle. And so I would have to say that that's probably the most important part of the award in our opinion. Lois, I wanted to, I wanted to bring you in because you're, 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 your name's on... Your name's on the award too, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is because I support him in what he's doing, you know. And he's—I know how much he loves it. He's gone to junior Olympics meets. He's gone to nationals down in Texas, and and, and he loves it. So I—I I, I guess I just—I sit there and I just let him go and and support him, you know. You must have picked up a passion yeah. for this now, right? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Yeah, I, I worry about him sometimes when he isn't home when he should be. Whether <laughs> so he's so falling, my falling asleep or where he is, you know. Uh, but he so far has made it all the time. And so, uh, yeah, so that's, Excellent. I loved it. And, and it's a sport where I never had it when I grew up at all in high school, and, right. you know. And, but, uh, you know, all these other sports like basketball and baseball, you sit on the bench a lot. Of, you, don't, you don't play. Mm -hmm. These kids can do many things, and uh, so it's very special. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll recap how the basketball teams do against rivals Colby and Bowden, plus more squash, skiing, and track and field coverage. That's next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates.